Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. Today's episode is a guest episode. And if you are a sucker for female British accents, you better watch out. <laughs> My friend Jilly Horror Show is a UK-based proud slut who shares her sexual escapades with me. And I have to admit, she makes me want to up my slut game. Jill is also an erotic audio creator, and you'll see why once you hear this voice. Now, I will take a special moment to thank my Patreon perverts, my special lover tier, Juan, Kevin, Moby, Nigel, Nate, NSFster, and Patrick, and my friends with benefits. I know I'm a sinner, Moondogger, Red Ferret, and Todd. And last but not least, my one-night stand here with L, Mitch, and Spirit. Thank you all for supporting Sluts and this podcast. Now, let's get into the episode with Jilly Horror Show. Here we go. So I am here joined by Jilly Horror Show. And I'm going to call her Jill throughout this episode. Hello, Jill. Miss B, it's a pleasure and a privilege. Uh, I, I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, I wanted to bring Jill on the slut next door because I feel like she is my slut soul sister. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today we're going to really talk all things slut. So if you love sluts, you're going to love this episode. Who doesn't? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, you know, that's actually uh, a point we're going to talk about later. Mm. Uh, But so we're going to start with how old you are. And this is why I was kind of attracted to you as well, because we were in the same kind of uh, path in our lives. So Jill, how old are you? I am 44. 44. You know, my mother tells me that my 40s are supposed to be the best years of my life. Mm. I would say I have loved my 30s that are ending soon. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, do you do you feel like your forties have been just kick ass? I mean, uh, I suppose it's the it's the most confident I've ever been mm. as a as a woman. Um, and um, you know, I I did think that when I hit my forties, I would become invisible to to other men. Oh, to, to other men, I'm going to say that again. I'm not. I'm not a man. <laughs> <laughs> um so when I hit my 40s I did think that I would become invisible to men um thankfully that wasn't the case and in fact it was the opposite so um I, I discovered that it was a very desirable age to be um 
so in that sense it's been a lot of fun I mean mm-hmm. the aging process isn't fun if I could not <laughs> do that that would be great but you know you have to kind of uh it swings and roundabouts you know there's some pros and some cons to getting mm-hmm. older so. yeah and do you self-identify as a slut like I do I am proud to say I am a slut are you the same absolutely yes slut Mm. and proud um yeah I used to write a blog about 10 years ago called the secret diary of a seaside slut because I I live by the sea in Brighton in the UK Mm. Um, and I happily embraced that as a label because it just it felt completely right and Mm. it's kind of reclaiming it you know it used to sort of be or still is an insult um Mm. for some people um but I don't see it that way I just see it as a kind of liberated um exciting descriptive word for me so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely and I don't see any shame in being sexually liberated sexually liberated and you know you can, why not? Why not? What's so wrong with it? Yes, absolutely. And would you agree? Like, I felt like for me, I became alive as a woman, just like truly like in my skin, living life when I fully lived in my slut shoes, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> when I truly like owned it. And I'm like, this is who I am. And I'm going to wave that flag so high. And the shame went away. I think that's the the biggest point is, you know, I, I stopped feeling shameful about it. And I, I accepted it. And I felt it transformed me. Did you did you experience something uh, similar? I think that's amazing. I'm really curious what your slut shoes would look like. <laughs> would they be like uh, ruby slippers <laughs> or maybe uh, knee-high stiletto mm. boots or something? Mm. I don't know that. I, I uh, personally prefer wedges, like very high wedges. Okay. Yeah, that's what my slut shoes would look like. Okay, sounds delightful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I um, I think... Um, when I was younger, um, in my late teens and twenties and stuff, I, I had a series of monogamous relationships and I kind of jumped from one to the next to the next. And although there was experimentation within those relationships, I didn't get to really do stuff, mm-hmm. really kind of explore until I was single for a longer period in my thirties. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I was more confident by that point too. So that those, the stars aligned. Um, and that was when I started writing the blog because I was having all kinds of exciting escapades. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, when I, uh, the blog's not live anymore, but I've got the content archived and I occasionally, uh, look through it and sometimes share, share it with people if we're talking about something relevant. Nice. And, um, when I read, the way that I'm writing, I just sound um, gleeful, drunk on lust. <laughs> um, and um, and that's a really good thing. And I, I had a kind of sexual bucket list and I had various things that I kind of thought this would be really awesome to do. And I like, I don't want to be on my deathbed and have never done this thing. <laughs> so I kind of just like had a little project where I was just 
ticking off all these little filthy adventures Mm. Um, and that's really exciting and plus it's good you know bragging material um and you can use it to turn people on again later so it's a gift that that keeps on giving you know (laughs) (laughs) what were what were some of those sexual bucket list items I'm very curious um so I I fucked a police officer in uniform um I had some threesomes I had a bisexual threesome with two guys I pegged some guys. Mm. I used strap on on women. Um, I had a lot of public sex uh, and did things in places where people could see. Um, What else? Took somebody's virginity, Mm. um, which I'm going to be doing again tomorrow, in fact. I love it. (laughs) That's on my my list. It's still on my list. I've. I've taken virginities, but I was in my twenties. Like I want to yeah. do it now. Like yeah. I want to take some college kids. There virginity. is there is a heady power to doing that. Oh, definitely. Yes, that's what I want to experience. <laughs> I'm mm. sure there'd be plenty of volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even about the actual sex, right? I I'm no. just using him for the bragging rights in a way. It's sort of that, but also, you know, you're doing a good deed. You're you're um yeah. you're relieving him of stigma, which is just so selfless. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not really expecting to. Um, and last time as well, I, I wasn't really expecting to get any personal sexual gratification from it. Um, mm. It is kind of like doing somebody a favor in a way, but also, <laughs> you know, like I say, it does kind of make you feel like a goddess because mm. they've never experienced that before and um it's uh it's quite a powerful thing but yeah I mean it's it's fun as well so yeah. I find myself wanting to lean into the because I typically in my sexual experience I don't typically fuck people younger than me that's not a thing for me but it's mm-hmm. growing into a thing where for you or I, in general for me, where yeah. I want to be the MILF, you know, the yes. older MILF mm. and um, some young 20 stud. It doesn't even have to be a stud. It can be just, a, for lack of better words, a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking rock his world. Chew but him up, is- spit him out. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the younger they are, the easier it is to blow their minds. That's not to say that I can't blow the minds of people my own age, because I, mm. I think it, it's down to the individual and mm. what kind of experience they've had, what kind of person they are. But um, but yeah, I did um, I did fuck a 19-year-old from Reddit um, a few months ago, and I did, this is going to sound like bragging, but I did sort of blow his mind a bit, um, which is very I fun. I love it. I'm so turned on by that. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I have to know, like, is it or was it like you would expect it would be if you would fuck a virgin? Was did he come quickly? (laughs) Um, Yes, yeah, very much so. I mean, he's he wasn't a virgin. He had been with somebody else, um, but she Uh. was his age and um, so pretty shy and and inexperienced and stuff. He hadn't, mm. um, he hadn't, I don't think he'd had a blowjob before actually. Uh, so, okay. 
God. Yeah, and I do really pride myself on my blowjobs. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of came out all guns blazing and um, <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of blew his load within about, I don't know, 30 seconds maybe. I love that so much. Yeah, but the thing is, right, I, ha- I met a guy who was maybe, I think he was in his late 30s, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and um, I gave him head and he came within about a minute. So honestly, it doesn't even matter what, what age mm-hmm. somebody is. I just mm-hmm. give good head, you know, so. There you go. <laughs> yes. That is, uh, put it on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that you normally bring up in an interview, but. you mentioned public places what were some of those public places um I once worked on reception um while I was studying and I brought myself off when I was on reception um which was very exposed and the office was full of people and somehow I don't know I got away with it (laughs) (laughs) Um, in front of windows, lots of windows, mm. um, including uh, floor to ceiling windows overlooking a major busy road in the city centre at yeah. night with the curtains open and the lights on. Very uh, hot. <laughs> and um, on a train. Mm. Um, I think those are the those are the, and in a park. I mean. Yeah, definitely yeah. sort of outdoor kind of places where it wouldn't usually be just me in those situations. It would be mm-hmm. me or somebody else. But, um, yeah. yeah, lots of stuff like that. Exhibitionism has been a big thing for me all my life, really. Mm. I think that's – and maybe I'm wrong. This is just uh, maybe bias. But I think a lot of women that are – proud sluts are exhibitionists like yeah, I think so. mm. want people to see and enjoy and celebrate totally. yeah totally and when I've been wanking in a window I always kind of secretly hoped maybe not even that secretly that somebody would see and respond or even knock on my door but so far sadly nothing I'm just gonna have to keep uh. doing it that would be so amazing it would be actually the other day um I was in the middle of getting dressed and I live on a in a different place now but I'm still on quite a busy road and Mm -hmm. um, the 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 first we say first floor in the UK second floor in the US it's in my bedroom getting changed and a bus came past and I was putting on my bra so I was standing there with my tits out and a guy on the top deck of the bus, because it's they're double decker, just caught an eyeful basically, and I just kind of showed him my tits and stared at him brazenly, um, <laughs> and that, and it was only it was an encounter that was only you know only lasted a couple of seconds, but yeah. uh, it was pretty fun, and I hope he went home and um, had a vigorous. Oh, I bet he did. I bet he did. I love it. I love that you looked him. You looked yeah. at him. You know, you're like, yeah, look at these tits. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what I did. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that. See, I'm an exhibitionist, but not as brazen as as you are. Like, um, I learned I'm an exhibitionist when 
I first was at a sex club and I was like, I, I am loving people watching me, you know? Um, but when it comes to, you're making me want to try it, it (laughs) uh, you know, just, uh, having the tits out and where you're not. Just make sure you don't get arrested. Yeah. The right moments. (laughs) Yes. Well, I, I had this, I had, I was dating this man that was very, uh, very dommy and he would dare me to do things like, you know, drive around with your top off uh-huh. at night, but you know, we, we'd be on the phone and he'd be like, okay, now go sit like at a gas station where there's some people. <laughs> and, um, so we did that and that was fun, but I think it was fun for me because I was like performing for him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, actually, you'll like this story. <laughs> he dared me to ask a stranger if they would fuck me, if we'd go in my car and go fuck. Oh, really? Was that only, I only did it one time. Station? What's that? Was that at a gas station or did you just? Yes, yeah, at a gas right. station. Yeah. How did you ask them? What did you say? I did. I So I pulled up at the gas pump and there was this guy that... Um, he was having engine problems. He was, you know, his hood was up and he was tinkering with the engine. And so I, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what, maybe he needs this, you know? (laughs) And so anyways, I walked over and I was very awkward. (laughs) I was (laughs) like, hi, so, um, I want to offer you the chance to, uh, you know, I'll suck you off. We can fuck. Um, you know, whatever I said, it was very awkward though. <laughs> and, um, he, his reaction was priceless. It was so priceless. He was, he was looking at me like, what, like what? <laughs> and I feel like he probably thought that I was trying to do something, um, or try to trick him, you know, or maybe yeah. I was going to or ask him to pay. Yeah, that, or I just got this feeling he thought I was um, going to try to rob him or something. <laughs> Who knows? But um, I could tell he he was struggling. He was, like, going back and forth. I could see it in his head. And he was like, mm, you know, I better not. I'm trying to be a good hubby. <laughs> and I was oh, like, okay, okay. listen, you are beautiful I wish I could call your wife right now and tell her (laughs) probably best not how amazing of a husband you are because I just offered you a free blowjob um so yeah I'm kind of glad it didn't happen like I said I was more performing for yeah and my boyfriend I I think as well when you try and go in cold like that when you've not Mm. had any particular signals or a flirtation or anything Mm. that that is yes. really hard and it that's is. so brave of you because um I, d- I mean as brazen as I am I think and if I hadn't had any kind of signals from somebody yeah it's such yeah. a gamble what they're going to say so that was very brave I have actually um uh, I have actually fucked three tradesmen who have worked in my house okay um, and Do you know uh, how hot that is <laughs> you understand how hot this is i think for women and men (laughs) (laughs) you have got to tell us about these encounters 
so the the first one it was the the guy him the guy that was doing the work in my house he was the one that propositioned me and that's what kind of opened the floodgates so um mm. he was working in my house for a week his crew were there as well and they were all very flirty um mm. but he was just trying very very hard to get in my pants for the course of the week <laughs> and um at the end of the week I I let him and um, so after that, I kind of thought this is a really fun, naughty, bold thing to do is to proposition men who are in my house. And it is kind of the fantasy, isn't it? You know, you've got somebody working in your house and, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of fucking the milf next door kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it gave me more confidence. And I um, I had multiple deliveries from a particular courier who was bringing me beer um because I I like beer and I drink quite a lot of it (laughs) it was coming in multiple boxes and you could see you knew that it was beer in the boxes so um because he he turned up a couple of times we we had enough time to build a bit of chemistry and uh, it became a sort of thing you know oh ha 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 here I am with some more beer sort of thing Mm -hmm. um and um when he was bringing the final box I said um you should come back and help me drink some of it and to be fair, he did look really startled when I, when I said that as well. <laughs> and he did a double take and it took him a second. And, and he, he just kind of stared at me and then just sort of said, uh, I, well, he didn't really know what to say. <laughs> so I just kind of went, okay, see ya, and shut the door. And because I thought, oh, fuck, I've just made made an idiot myself, you know. Yeah. And um, But he had my phone number on the order. So he called me about 30 seconds later and said, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, I would like to come back and help <laughs> some of your beer. So love it. Yeah, so he came back the next day and um, fucked me silly, which was a lot of fun. And he did mm. come back multiple times actually mm. um, because I was on his delivery route. So every now and then I'd get a knock at the door and um, it would be him. And uh, so it's quite a lot of fun. But it was that was definitely a fantasy for him as well that he would get to fuck one of his customers so I was really glad to make that happen boy (laughs) so did it work out to where every time you got a package from him you'd get inside his package (laughs) (laughs) he did have a lovely package oh yeah pretty much yeah um I think he probably visited I don't know seven or eight times altogether and then um you know he had his own family stuff going on and that that he he I think he was on a break from his wife and then he got back together with him so mm. I don't get his packages anymore it's very sad <laughs> to look elsewhere <laughs> I mean I don't know about other women but like the UPS that's what I don't yeah. know I say UPS, UPS or FedEx guy is a fantasy because some of those Men are delicious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely it is a lot of fun. The difficulty is, I think, um, unless you regularly see this person, you've got about five seconds to proposition yeah. them, or same like I don't know, you're getting pizza delivered or something. You've basically just got to take this massive gamble and like drop your pants when they open the mm. door and hope that they don't freak out it's very um (laughs) it's very risky and so like it's much easier if there's been an opportunity to build a bit of chemistry um or at least I I think I think so 
Well, and then you don't know what kind of person that is. Like when I did my crazy uh, dare, that's what I was most afraid about is, um, you know, what if this man is like a murderer, you know? True. Um, yes, that's a possibility. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so that is so, I mean, it's literally like the setup of so, so many pornos. I know, I know, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> if I, if I um, match with somebody on a dating app or whatever, and they happen to be um, in a trade that means they go into people's homes, I will lead with the question, like, have you ever fucked one of the, one of your customers? And a lot of the time, mm those guys will say oh no you know that's the fantasy but it doesn't really happen and I'll say I beg to differ you know mm, you want to come yeah. and like help me with my electrics you know <laughs> I can demonstrate <laughs> that it's not just a myth <laughs> wow wow well now I I am so teased now because my the maintenance guy at the place I live at is so sexy Ooh, you should go for it I really should. Now you you're inspiring me because every time he's come in here, I'm just like fantasizing about us fucking. There you go then. Mm. Like the next thing you talk about on your podcast. Can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> I could do the whole. Oh my god, I'm stuck in the washing machine. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> I, I was I was much more brazen than that. I mean, that is I suppose showing somebody your ass is probably that's pretty that's pretty brazen. But yeah, yes, I, I was kind of going conversationally. Um, mind you, I did wear a really low cut top as well, I suppose, and mm. I didn't I didn't have any knickers on either. He didn't know <laughs> that at the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, here's another thing I fantasize about is the whole pizza delivery. Mm. you know just him showing up here's your pizza yeah me grabbing them by their shirt and pulling mm. them in and uh yeah it well I mean it's totally doable but yeah it's much more risky yeah it, the risk of them saying no thanks or or <laughs> right. some, not something of course nobody would say that to you but I just mean in general you know it's no yeah it's yeah. a bit more of a scary kind of prospect isn't it it is and the thing is, though, I don't know if I heard this on this podcast even. Uh, anyways, someone once, the way they explained rejection, I was like, it's brilliant. Because, you know, I think all of us are terrified of rejection. No one wants to be rejected. Mm -hmm. And I have an issue with it. But, uh, they were like, you know, what, what is the worst that's going to happen? They're going to, why are you afraid of hearing no? And you're, you know, mm. you're just like, oh, well, that will upset me. And it's really just making a decision to say, no, it's not going to upset me at all. You know, well, and that's the true. reality, the reality, what man would say no? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I asked somebody out, out, um, I asked somebody out at work um, about a month uh -huh. ago and he said no. Mm. which was a weird I don't mean it was weird that he said no obviously that's completely his prerogative but um yeah I I had to go in cold because um I work remotely so there was no opportunity to build up that chemistry I just kind of thought well I fancy this guy I'm just gonna ask him so I sent him a message on chat and and asked him there and I got a weird um 
answer and response but it does well yeah exactly but I didn't get all funny about it because sometimes people you know if I have to turn somebody down and and it does happen quite often really um because I get messages on social media and what have you I can't fuck everybody in the world (laughs) you know no matter how much I may want to um you've got to say no sometimes and I do try my best to be kind and you know Mm -hmm. um um but but sometimes it doesn't matter how kind you are um the other person will just lash out you know and tell yeah. you that you're a frigid lesbian or something you know oh so, <laughs> so it doesn't matter like I had one yesterday in fact where a guy um he contacted me and asked me if I was up for it and I said politely you know you're not really my type I'm afraid but you know best of luck and stuff and he said well I don't actually find you attractive and then just oh my and then, well why did you contact me then and then blocked me as well as if as if there was a need for that because I was constantly begging him for cock and he needed to you know escape my demand oh my gosh so you know the ego the egos are such a fragile thing and I yeah. it makes me laugh that that is how people protect their egos mm. by just throwing a bomb back <laughs> It is really, it is really difficult. Obviously, don't want to hurt people's feelings, but also I don't want to have sex out of politeness. So yes, you know, yes. <laughs> you're like, this is my, like, this is my journey. <laughs> like, this is my uh, living my best life. Exactly. <laughs> I get to choose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I would say I've always said this, and this is nitpicking, and it really does not. Uh, <clears throat> uh, matter really but like for me a slut and we're talking about definitions mm-hmm. here a slut is you know an empowered woman that loves sex mm-hmm. where I would say a whore mm-hmm. is one that would is someone that would fuck out of politeness or that would just open their legs for like you said everyone in the whole world mm-hmm. And um, no judgments. I mean, if you want to, but that's always been my personal definitions there. Mm. But I do like being called a whore in the right setting, though. So yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I prefer slut though. But for me, yeah. slut has a more positive connotation to it. Well, maybe it does for us, but I'm not sure it does for everybody. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are probably hearing that definition and they're like, really, like. Mm. same word lady (laughs) that that is what it is for me um (laughs) now speaking of how people view sluts Mm. do you still think there is a stigma attached to sexually free women yeah, sadly, I do. I I did think for quite a while that we were um, kind of coming out of that um, a few years back that, that mm-hmm. you know, we're in the 21st century and it was all it was all OK. If that was how you wanted to live your life, then good mm-hmm. for you. Um, but I do think there's been a disappointing rise in um, definitely in, in younger people as well. Um, uh, judging people based on their their body count or um, their just their general promiscuity, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is a real a real shame. Um, yeah, it feels like a step backwards, and I didn't think that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've definitely had I've, I mean I've I've had people say to me that essentially that I was devaluing myself um and uh you know uh I, I would be less desirable I don't know as a mate maybe um which is a, such an old-fashioned view I just find it incredible it really is that it really is and it's a little bit like it has some religious uh undertones to it you sounds know. like it does doesn't it yeah I'm not mm-hmm. sure the people that have said it um have got th- that they are particularly religious but um yeah it's um it's disappointing but it all it does is kind of make me more um rebellious and stubborn <laughs> about it because um, <laughs> it's my label and that's how I want to be and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I don't think you know, I don't, I think it's healthy mm-hmm. to embrace your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I, I don't want to be on my deathbed full of regret. Um, sorry. I don't want to be on my deathbed full of regret for mm-hmm. all the things that I wanted to do. And I fantasized about, but I didn't have the balls to do them or I didn't have the pussy to do them. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, but like, I, I, I'm not saying that every woman in this world should be a slut because I think that libidos are different. I think that women like us, though, you know, we want to have, like, it it does something. It fulfills not only the pussy, of course, um, no, but it fulfills something very internal that makes us feel good, makes us, for me, it makes me feel alive. Mm. Um, It makes me feel like a woman. I feel more woman and feminine the sluttier I am yeah yeah and so my point is is that you know I'm not saying every woman should do that but I feel like women should embrace their sexuality more Mm. I think because the stigma comes from women as well you know not just men but women oh yeah I mean I've got friends who um maybe I don't, not, not ones that I'm super close to, but who mm. would be horrified if they knew quite how yeah. outrageous I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I sort of feel sorry for them, to be honest, because mm-hmm. they are having, I mean, from the conversations that we've had, um, they're having pretty uh, mundane sex life, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and um, I don't know, I, f- I feel fiercely proud Um of having this kind of attitude. I think it's something that I should be allowed to do. And, um, you know, I think it's good for you. And Mm -hmm. if it's how you, how you want to live your life, then who's to tell you that you should do anything else. Mm. And, you know, that's social media is so interesting because it gives people the ability to insert their opinions Mm. into others' lives. And it's like, I didn't ask you, I didn't ask for your opinion mm. on my sex life or, you know, what it, it doesn't even have to be sex. I didn't ask your opinion. So have your opinion, mm. but don't give it to me. I didn't ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then how about this? Because I was thinking about this earlier. I don't know much, definitely not a pro or whatever, mm. at knowing how British culture is. But I'm curious, <laughs> I'm very curious if if it's even more, uh, well, 
I'll use the word brazen again to be, you know, a slut in, in your culture versus American culture. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like to say, I don't know how I, I could compare because I've never lived in the yeah. state. I have visited and I loved it. Um, mm. but I've never lived there. So I don't know how it's different. Um, mm. But if, if you mean that, because I know there's sometimes a perception that uh, the British are really uptight um, outside yeah. the UK, but um, that's not really the case anymore. Maybe in the, I don't know, 70s or something, but it's not been like that for a long time. And we also mm. have good food and straight teeth. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, these perceptions are, are really outdated. They're not the case mm. anymore. So, uh, and and to be honest, you know, American culture absolutely permeates everything, um, mm. including in the UK and the way that people speak, the kind of uh, media that they consume, including porn, the product mm. that they eat and drink and buy, all of that stuff. It's it's everywhere. And mm. uh, so I think that there's even less of a divide than there was before, especially with, um, you know, the Internet and stuff. It's meant that. Uh, there's a massive overlap so yeah. I'm not sure how different it really is but it's hard for me to say because I haven't actually lived in the states mm -hmm. yeah and you're right I think I'm working on the idea of a lot of the culture being very uptight and um traditional I guess mm -hmm. yeah I don't think it's not really like that here to be honest I no. mean it, it's I can only speak from my own perspective um mm, mm -hmm. and I I can't deny that I do often shock people with the things that I say <laughs> <laughs> so that is a that is a thing but I think that's just because I'm a bit abnormal in terms of how <laughs> I can be um so but generally I wouldn't say that people are uptight here not really or certainly not the people that I spend any time with um mm, mm -hmm. even if I don't know them that well you know I, yeah, yeah yeah so I have to tell you I have a a close I call him a friend he's mm. a long-term customer and I often joke with him about how weird it is because he lives over in the UK uh-huh I joke about uh the baked beans for dinner or sorry the baked beans for breakfast Right. I'm like, who does that? Why do you guys? <laughs> it's so weird. Is that not is that not a thing there then? No, <laughs> or like a dinner, like a barbecue, really. Oh, okay, so yeah. I mean, I don't actually like baked beans to be honest, but um, uh, I, yeah. I think they make everything soggy. But um, yeah, people <laughs> do have they like baked beans in kind of like ketchup in like a tomato sort of sauce. Yeah, um, but hot. And yeah, yeah. People, people do have them with breakfast, but they have them at dinner time as well. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more of a barbecue thing. Like that okay. would be the side that you would get um, with pulled pork or barbecue right. okay. ribs or yeah. something. It's, mm -hmm. um, yeah, here it's kind of like a, um, it's an accompaniment to a main meal. So you might have an English breakfast, a traditional English breakfast, which would have bacon and sausages and eggs and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. almost always beans would be a component making it all soggy and gross <laughs> <laughs> so that's the bit that I leave yeah. off he will love that I brought this up with you <laughs> um, <laughs> so let me ask you this mm. 
What is your most prized sexual experience? Like one that you're most proud of that you're like, I am a fucking goddess for, for making this happen. <laughs> oh, blimey. Right. Um, <laughs> most prized. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. It's difficult to pick one. Right. But I, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll pick the virginity one, the last mm-hmm. one. I mean, the second mm-hmm. one will be tomorrow, but the uh, the last one that's a few years ago, um, and I definitely did feel like a goddess in that. Mm-hmm. It was strange, really, because um, he was a very good looking guy, mm-hmm. um, and he was twenty three, and he was he contacted me through my blog, and said, you know, really like your blog. And I'm I'm this this awful I've got this awful thing and I'm I, it, I'm a virgin please help me. Oh. <laughs> I was just sort of saying you know, it's not an awful thing and it's 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 an intangible status you know and uh, but I get I, I get where you're coming from you know when I was a teenager I felt definite pressure to hurry up and get rid of mm-hmm. mine. Um, mm-hmm. you know it can feel like a stigma, can't it? So um. And um, yeah, he was really um, attractive, lovely guy. So um, I'm not sure why he was having difficulty, to be honest. But um, I did feel uh, like a goddess then. Um, he um, he was very nervous, unsurprisingly, and he'd had a drink on the way to my place to settle his mm-hmm. nerves. And um, <laughs> but he'd never even touched a woman's tits before. Say a woman's wow. tits, as if there's like another kind. Um, but yeah um so I didn't realize he was going to be so inexperienced I I assumed he would have done other stuff before but Mm -hmm. yeah he'd only really kissed somebody so that definitely did blow his mind um (laughs) and it was that you know you do feel like a goddess because you're completely in charge and Mm -hmm. um controlling the situation and Mm -hmm you know they're just completely in awe of you and you know that is very fun it's very heady powerful rush that you get from being in that kind of situation Mm. and also I think well everybody remembers their you know that when they lost their virginity it stays with you for your whole life you might have hundreds of encounters maybe and you don't necessarily remember all of them they don't always stick in your mind yeah. a few years have passed um but you always remember your virginity and so I've become a landmark on his memory and yes. uh, it's that's a really special thing and it was a privilege mm-hmm. that he let me um let me be that let so, you flower him exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when I sent him on his way um afterwards um he sent me a message uh, a couple of hours later saying that He'd been walking down the street in such a kind of sexy, confident way that he got picked up by a couple of girls while he was there because he was gorgeous, you know, and mm. taken to a party and, you know, they had an amazing time and stuff. And oh, he my just, God, I love that. Yeah, and he just felt really confident and different and like he could Aww. be desirable. So I was glad that I could help that, you know, help make that happen. Oh, my God, him. that's amazing. I, just, I love that. That yes. would make me feel so good. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. But also I just thought it was crazy that he felt like, I don't know, it was going to be difficult for him before then because he was mm. absolutely 
gorgeous. So yeah. So yeah, that was very memorable. I think. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm just like I'm so I'm so charged by this because <laughs> it seriously has been on my list, and it's a recent thing. Like I said, I'd never really considered. Oh yeah. It until I started. I think I started noticing it because I am in that MILF age now and yeah. I just see all the <clears throat> younger um younger adults boy not boys men <laughs> that are you know way into the MILF thing and yeah, um, it's very fun I would definitely mm-hmm. encourage you to really take advantage of it <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I have uh this one and I'm like I don't know why I can't remember why I didn't really go with it, but he was definitely younger and he was just wanting to worship me. Mm. Like he didn't, he didn't even want to fuck. He wanted me to sit on his face for hours (laughs) and, you know, suck on my feet and just worship my body. And I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. I think about him a lot actually. And I'm like, why didn't I go for that? That does sound like a lot of fun. The only yes. thing I would say with these things is that um, they've they've got to be willing to take some feedback and guidance when they're a bit younger. I mean, it, mm. it's nice if people will take feedback at any age, but um, yes, yes. the younger they are, the more likely they are to be a bit shit. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they do need to be open-minded and to be okay with you saying, uh, you know, maybe try like this or, yeah, you know, yeah. Or don't do that, please. Less of that. Don't do that. So, <laughs> so as long as you can kind of give feedback and and you're okay with doing that and they're okay with receiving mm. it, then then I think that's that's all right. But I've definitely, um, I have met some guys in the past who um, were not keen on getting any. They didn't like it when I. I mean, I tried to phrase these things nicely, as I say. Um, so there's been a few guys over the years who haven't wanted, they didn't like it when I gave them feedback um, because, I don't know, they thought they were already perfect or something or, you know, they considered it an attack on on their their skills maybe. I don't know. But I remember Again, saying... the ego. Yeah, I know. But I remember saying to um, my, my ex once, you know, that there was a particular thing that he did when he went down on me that I really hated and I kind of put up with it for a while because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Mm. and then I just thought I can't I've got to say something so I just really gently tried to say that could you not could you not do this thing that you're doing um and he just he just really kind of got was hurt by that and he never went down on me again so like (laughs) I don't get that no (laughs) so it means I'm a little bit cagey about giving people feedback but I do think it is important to do it um yeah so well, and everybody's different. Like the way you like your uh, pussy look li- liked, <laughs> the way you like your pussy licked, it will be different than mine. I'm sure. Like, yeah, exactly. Every other woman. Yeah, you got so silly. Yeah, but so that's all I would say. If you if you're fucking the younger ones, that you need to like guide them because they they're not always. I don't know. I seem to have had quite a few bad experiences, but I was talking to a friend of mine recently who lives in a different city um, and she's been fucking loads of 20 year olds and she's been having an amazing time. So I asked her to send them my way because (laughs) I've been struggling a little bit. 
send me your trained uh, <laughs> get them all trained up for me yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it love it love it now how do you keep yourself safe as a woman and I'm more talking about um, you know your personal safety mm-hmm. um, you know any red flags that you look for because it can be a risky business and you know fucking strangers yeah yeah I mean I have been quite reckless sometimes I have been Mm. known to invite people straight to my house Mm. um and nothing nothing has ever it's always been fine I think I don't know if I'm a good judge of character or what um I have been assaulted in the past and when that's happened it's been with people that um my mates had vetted so Uh it actually made no difference that somebody else vouched for the guy um so I kind of trust my own judgment better Mm -hmm. than other people's um I suppose uh in terms of keeping myself safe I I I genuinely um I I sort of insist on if I'm talking if I've met somebody online um I want to chat to them for a couple of days Mm -hmm. Um, not constantly obviously but like um just have like a a good chat for a few days about all kinds of different things and um they can be giving me little clues while we're talking mm-hmm. that will yeah that will sort of you know um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be um things that make them scary it could just be things that might make them incompatible with me for example mm-hmm. they're just kind of teasing that information out yeah um i think it's a way um people not people but I always look at the way men talk to me, mm. you know, how they are. It's like a respect level, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I get messages on, on FetLife and stuff where they don't even say hello. They'll just go, <laughs> I'd, I'd fuck your face. I got one like the other day that said that, that was all it said. I'd never heard from them before. That was all it said. I was just like, right, well, good I'm good for you you know I know like what do you say to that like (laughs) yeah um so yeah when they sort of say stuff like that they don't usually get I mean I might give them a cheeky response but Mm. I do Mm -hmm. want people to show me a bit of respect and also it'd be nice if they were interested in me as a human being as well Mm. Um, instead of just a walking vagina (laughs) (laughs) so I mean you know I've got a nice vagina and I would like to, you know, it likes attention. That is, you know, why I'm on a lot of these pa- platforms. But I am also a person, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm unlikely to be, un- I'm unlikely to be interested in somebody just uh, jump straight in. Um, mm. And another thing that really pisses me off is unsolicited dick pics. Yes, I mm. love a good dick pic. I often mm-hmm. haunt. There's a subreddit called Rate My Cock. Mm. And I, especially when I've had a few vodkas, I will often haunt this subreddit and <laughs> make comments on people's genitalia. I love it. <laughs> um, and sometimes provide feedback about composition and other such tips. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, um, and inevitably, especially when I've been on this subreddit, I will get private messages on Reddit. Um, people saying, would you, would you rate my cock, etc." And I usually say yes, um, but the ones where they just send me their dick without any yeah. prelude, without asking, that really annoys me because although mm-hmm. I love cocks, 
just do me the courtesy of asking first you know maybe right. I don't want to see it right now maybe I'm busy I don't know <laughs> this feels like feels like flashing me yeah no absolutely and again you know I sort of am into that <laughs> it's a really great it's a really I can understand why it would be confusing <laughs> I just think it's polite to ask first before you do yeah, these things yeah. so stuff like or, that that does, that does piss me off or at least like a purpose like um hey I'm gonna sh- here's the thing if someone was like, I'm going to show you my dick because you turned me on and I just want to show you. Okay, fine. Like, sure. I'll look at it. I'd love to look at it. But just like, here's my dick. With no, even, no, yeah. like covering letter. Yes. <laughs> no yes. cover note. No, nothing yeah. at all. It's just like, yeah. they've. it's like they've pushed it through your letterbox when you're at home. It's mind <laughs> your own business. It's just out of nowhere. It just feels, it's just very bad manners, you know. <laughs> And, you know, there's, there's something about, um, and I find this on places like, uh, FetLife, hmm. even certain dating apps that are known for being like more hookup kind of apps Yeah, that I feel like men get on there when they're super ramped up horny <laughs> and they forget, they for, totally forget that, um, like you're saying, there is a person hmm. because there was a time in my life where I I had a lot of random sex, a lot, a lot. (laughs) It was my, it was my purpose in life at that moment. And it was amazing. I feel like that the, it's when I woke up, it's when I truly became a woman. But, um, (laughs) anyways, I, I would just tell these people, I'd be very upfront and I'm like, I I really just want you to fuck me. I don't want anything romantic. I don't, you know, um, you were saying we that. You were saying that. I was saying. I oh, was saying okay. That. Yeah. Mm. Like, I just, I need you to fuck me because basically, I was in a very uh, dead bedroom, right. and it was like, I need you to fuck me. I need you basically to tell me I'm pretty. I wasn't telling them that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I just need to feel. Oh, wanted. totally. Yeah, totally. That's a big um, part of it. For sure. Yeah, and I just needed to be fucked was was the biggest thing, and um, and in my mind, I wanted someone that, you know, respected me as a person, and not not in not respect me as a girlfriend. It was just like respect me as a human being. Yeah, and um, you know, just be down to fuck. And there was lots of men that just could they can't handle a woman that's sexually free because they're just like, oh, yeah, show me your fucking tits. It's just like, if you would just play this right, you would be up in my tits, you know? <laughs> um, so calm down. Uh, you know, most of, the, most of the men that did get fucked a lot are the ones that are just like cool, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you into, by the way? Like, just kind of conversational, friendly banter, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, somebody that I ended up going out with for for a good few years, um, one of the things that I liked most when we initially started talking was that he was very sexy, um, but he didn't pressure me at all. Um, Mm. It was just a very relaxed, friendly, no pressure thing. He wasn't constantly going 
you know, hurry up. Are you going to, when are you going to meet me? Um, mm-hmm. He was just, he just let me go at my own pace. And I really appreciated that, but it was quite rare. Mm. It was noteworthy that he was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like, um, like being all mouth and no trousers, as we say here, like, <laughs> you know, um, that, that happens a lot. I talk constantly to men who talk a big game and, you know about how it's gonna go and I'm like okay great come on then and and then um when they actually get here they are shitting themselves and uh he I mean even last night I mean I don't know I think when you're an older woman you're confident you're very brazen sexually you make people nervous you know you make men nervous Mm, and um it's a constant problem for me I try my best to be welcoming and friendly and nice and not scary but <laughs> nevertheless um these guys they come to my place and they are just terrified um the guy that came around last night he was visibly shaking and I, <laughs> I had my hand I put my hand on his chest at one point and I could feel his heart just thundering in his chest awesome. yeah and that's that happens all the time and so mm. um I obviously don't I, I just I sit them down and I talk gently to them as if they're a frightened animal and you know <laughs> just bring them a drink and like just like make it normal you know but <laughs> these will always be the guys who previously were going oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy your pussy I'm like <laughs> you know and it's just complete load of bullshit when they actually turn up they they can't mm. back it up yeah sure enough I did you know I ended up having to like he couldn't he got so nervous that he just ended up leaving in the end so I went sadly unfucked Uh, oh like he didn't even y'all didn't even take he tried but I think he was just so nervous he just he couldn't stay hard so we just ended up like I ended up sort of talking to him to sort of calm him down and stuff and then he just said yeah I think I'm just gonna gonna go so yeah (laughs) I I don't know I don't know what to do to kind of get them to be less scared of me. <laughs> but like, cause I'm not, I, I don't think I'm scary obviously, but I, I don't know. I think some guys are just really excited by the prospect of meeting a slut. And then when they, mm. do, they, they don't know what to do because mm. they've got the thing that they wanted and it's just like, yeah. oh, shit. I've got to, yeah. I've got to deliver now. And I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, you know, Oh gosh, you know, this is another thing. I had a I had a friend that really wanted a gangbang and I told her mm. because I was I still am in my femdom era. Uh-huh. And um I'm like, okay, I, you know what? And I was actually we were kind of like in a uh dom sub relationship in a way. So I was like, Ooh. okay, I'm going to plan this for you. Ooh, so good. I had her go and search, you know, for men. Mm-hmm. We were just totally up front. Like, hey, I'm planning a gangbang. Uh, this is the expectation. She did all the legwork. And then once she got all these men together, we created this group chat, you know. Wow. And got a hotel room. And we're like, okay, we're going to be be here at, you know, 8 p.m., whatever. And so her and I get there. She gets all set up. No one, and there were there were fifteen, I think, men in there. No one showed up. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I knew the you were first, say like it. 
couple hours. Luckily, this straggler that we knew was going to be late, he did show up. But it was like very, very upsetting. They had confirmed. I felt so bad for her because, you know, she's thinking it. That's... She's very sensitive. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. Oh, God, no, no, no. Yeah. It's entirely about them. And and you can kind of understand it because, you know, you'd be, you'd be if not competing, then demonstrating your masculinity and your prowess in front of lots mm-hmm. of other men as well. And that's mm-hmm. got to be very intimidating. But yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that when you um, when you started started talking about it because I've definitely tried to do that kind of thing before myself, and mm. it's it's very hard to organise because people just they're just chicken out every time. So um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird in a way, but in other ways, I can kind of understand it why it would be intimidating. I can yeah see why it would be. Well, you know, like um, maybe oh, shit. I don't know. It was like five years ago, maybe. Um, I had a gangbang. Ooh, lucky you. And How was it? Oh my god! Highly, highly, ten out of ten suggest. <laughs> god damn that it! Is it is. That's on my list. You see, on my bucket list that I haven't because I've tried yeah. tried to, and and the exact same thing happened where people were chicken out. So um, so jealous. Yeah. You have to. So I was going to give you this advice. You have to. Um, and it's a lesson I learned with my friend too. Mm. You have to find there are like, I would assume they're there in the UK. So there's literally like kind of like a gangbang community, which doesn't that sound lovely? Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like under the umbrella of a local swingers and sex club goers um, umbrella. Mm. There's this like sub niche where you know these people they know quality mm. clean uh bulls if you will yum, yum. guys that are down to fuck they'll fuck in front of people mm. you know they are true fuckers <laughs> <laughs> and the, I think that is the key finding uh real life like kink scene people because I think most men that you know you would just find like uh, that are watching porn and that's that's their kinky life yeah I think they are less likely to have the balls to do something like that yeah they're, they're probably um, similar to the men that come to my house who say that they're gonna mm, ruin my yes. pussy and then they're just too scared when they get here yeah like the mentally they're there but like yes. yeah <laughs> I, I mean I get it yeah. you know these things you know they're they are scary but yeah. I think if you if you do something enough you know it becomes less of a big deal yeah. so <laughs> you've just got to do there, it loads and then it's fine <laughs> there are also uh men that will plan gang 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 bangs for you Ooh. and I would of course do your research there but you know the, like a, so my point is there's like communities and I think that is where it's at so. I've seen a couple of, of uh, groups like that on places like FetLife and similar. Yes, yes. Um, but yes. I was I haven't looked into it in too much detail. But the ones mm-hmm. that I did look at, they were insistent that you had to be filmed and photographed during the gangbang, which oh, I wasn't happy. No, about. yeah, I don't know. I don't no. like that at all. No, exactly. And uh, there was another one I saw, but it um, one of my friends, um, a guy who had been interested in participating when he got. Um, he sort of um, contacted them they were charging the men yes and um, I don't like that either because um, mm. 
I'm not an escort I'm there because I'm mm. a hungry little whore <laughs> and I don't I think it's icky to have somebody yeah. else making money off it I yeah. those women didn't even get a cut I don't know but I know that I know one little group um that does it and I think they charge maybe five dollars and it's really like to cover yeah. hotel costs oh well that's, that's slightly different then yeah 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 but if they're charging like 50, yeah, that's yeah, a little... it's just, it's, do you know what I mean? It's a bit, a bit, yeah. a bit distasteful, isn't it? Yeah. T- tickets, yeah. you know, tickets, mm-hmm. you can't. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the best, at least from, and this is just my, my experience, my best sex life happened entering those um, kink communities, mm. whether it be BDSM, I kind of, dabbled in BDSM communities and swinging communities mm. and there's kind of overlap but mm. that's yeah, the best um you've got safe yeah yeah gotcha yeah you got people like they they're built those communities are built on you know um ethical idea ideas of sex and kink you know what I mean yes um, absolutely yeah but that's not to say you still can't have fun sex so outside mm. of them <laughs> um so let's talk about how do you seduce men <laughs> what's your method to seducing um I guess it depends on the situation um I suppose I mean because a lot of the time um if you're on some kind of sex site or you're on social media talking about sex and you're a woman most of the time it's millions of men contacting you mm-hmm. um, because the women are more in demand so a lot of the time it will be the bloke contacting me first mm-hmm. but if it's an maybe um, an in-person situation um, I suppose uh, lots of eye contact low cut tops um being pretty brazen with the things that I say um so the the one of the tradesmen that I seduced he was a carpenter that had come to do some work on my house and when he came to quote I felt like he was giving me a vibe and um so I thought so I picked I picked him over other tradesmen because I fancied him more so (laughs) when he came Mm -hmm. Um, I just laid it on really thick, basically, in terms of the, the as more than flirting, to be honest. I was just kind of saying, you know, have you ever fucked any of your customers? And, you know, just asking very suggestive questions and revealing suggestive facts about myself and lots of eye contact and um, maybe a hand on the arm um brushing past somebody slightly unnecessarily and making <laughs> contact with them that way um and I offered him a beer as well it was in it was like a Friday afternoon so when he'd finished the work I offered him a beer so that probably helped kind of lubricate his confidence mm. a little bit mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah I'm quite I'm not subtle I'm not subtle at all I'm pretty mm. brazen um because <laughs> you know I just I don't want them to misunderstand I want it to be pretty clear yeah what yeah. I'm implying and um and that, I think that helps everybody to be honest <laughs> I had a guy give me his number at, 
at work this week and um I still don't know if he finds me attractive or if he's just being nice in some way and he thinks um, I might make a good friend so because he's so it's so ambiguous I just don't know what yeah. he wants um yeah that's not how it works with me um mm. I just <laughs> I just lay it all out there and make it yeah clear. and I think you know people appreciate that <laughs> I really hope that with the carpenter you threw in some kind of wood joke <laughs> pun oh, if you will no, I did actually I don't know if I did no. <laughs> I missed a trick there, didn't I <laughs> I'm a sucker for puns especially when they have to do with sex <laughs> I think it's probably because I expect it's the sort of thing that um people say to him all the time so maybe try not to walk the most well well-trodden path yes. um, like if you have a scaffolder you know they're always going on about erections um so <laughs> yeah. It's just like the thing that they, everybody says. So, um, yeah, I, d- I don't think I said anything about wood. There's, there's so many, so many lines that are running through my head. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> and the, I wouldn't ever do it like to seduce a man. It's more, that's part of my charm is my dorkiness. But, <laughs> let's see your wood now. <laughs> what a lovely tool. <laughs> Um, here's a, here's a question too for you, uh, because I do have a lot of male listeners that love sluts, right? Mm-hmm. What's your advice for men that want to find a woman like you? Like, uh, where would they find you? How do they, how, how should they talk to Ring on my doorbell. Oh. <laughs> I'm waiting for you now. <laughs> I mean, um, do you mean like which places to go to find them or how to talk to them? Yeah, like how how to, how to talk to you. Um, also, you know, where are you hunting for men, if you will? Um, so I have, in the last year, I've been on Bumble and um field is there is field in the u.s i don't think so but i'm also not up to date so. no okay it's like it's um i've never been on tinder but i think it i mean bumble is like tinder it's like a dating app where you swipe left and right mm-hmm. and that's just a normal dating app um and uh field is the same kind of design but it's much more sex focused Mm. Um, but everybody on it is talking about how they want a connection. They don't just want uh, random hookups. They want to, mm-hmm. you know, sort of have a chat and a cuddle and a, I don't know that kind of thing as well. So it's kind yeah. of got a bit more substance to it. Um, so I've been on that, and I've also posted on the GBRFR subreddit in the past mm. Mm. Um, quite a few times. I've now been banned because. Um, they don't like the fact that I make audio porn um, and they think, yeah, and they, th- it was a permanent ban. It was, it was really over the top. So just because I, I posted on there saying, you know, I was looking for like, I don't know what friends with benefits, maybe a boyfriend. I don't know. Um, and um, yeah, I got a, a permanent, I, I posted on there before, but the last time I did it, I got a permanent ban because they could see, that I use, I also use my profile to promote my audio porn. And um, <laughs> they, for some reason, think that means I'm not genuine. Um, 
that I'm only doing it to make sales, which is not Ugh. the case at all. Yeah. So that was really frustrating. I kind of had this argument with the mod about it where I was saying, yes, I do make audio porn, but I am also looking for a frame with benefits. The two things yeah. are both true. Yeah. Um, so I've posted on there before and it's quite unmanageable. You get hundreds of responses within mm. the space of a couple of mm-hmm. days and mm-hmm. it's, it's impossible to talk to pre- people properly. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm on FetLife now as well. So those are the kind of the things that I've tried recently. Mm. Um, and which ones I use has changed over the course of the year, just kind of trying out different stuff. And I have met a lot of people, but nobody who's quite ticked all my boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of actually um, ensnaring a slut, like, well, ensnaring me anyway, um, it's about, you know, showing me a bit of respect and being interested in me, in me as a person as well as a slut. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes, I do have a big appetite and, I, you know, I am quite sort of whorish, but that's just one facet of my identity, of my personality, and I'm a person and I want to be, you know, treated with respect and intelligence, thoughtfulness, a bit of wit, you know, so just kind of showing that you're interested in me as well will mm-hmm. go a really long way. Um, that's like the most important bit. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've also got a really nice dick and you <laughs> show that to me, then that will help <laughs> your case no end. <laughs> and also just uh, living in my area, because I'll get a lot of messages from people who will say, oh, I'm in Scotland, you know, but it only takes six hours to drive to you. I'm like, yeah, oh, God, well, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> great, but <laughs> that's not very, that's not very convenient, you know. So yeah, it's that kind of thing. But yeah, really, it's just about just having a normal conversation with me mm-hmm. and listening to what I'm saying and asking me questions, mm. not just... I've lost count of the number of guys that I've met where it's me making the conversation happen. Yeah. It's just me asking them questions and trying to get, uh, trying to keep the conversation going because they, they don't, they're not curious about me. Mm -hmm. And I just want Mm -hmm. it to be a two way, a two way street. You know, it's a conversation. It should be to and fro back and forth, you know, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. often that isn't the case. It will just be um, me trying to make it, keep going because they're not really interested in me as a person as I say they just want to fuck me and that's kind of it and I you know I get that it's fine but um if you want to really succeed then um showing me that you're interested in more is the way to do it you said um you want to see a good dick what's what's (laughs) a good dick to you (laughs) I mean I am a bit of a size queen um yes but um they don't have to be huge um mm-hmm. not like essential one that is obviously clean um that's pretty important and um reliable so it gets hard and it stays hard when i need it to be um i think it's <laughs> probably pretty basic requirements but they are not um you can't take them for granted yeah no um, i love Love the word reliable. Yeah. Please have a reliable dick. <laughs> I have said that to people before when they've said what well, what makes a good dick and, and reliable is an important quality, I think. <laughs> um and like 
I've I I I've heard um uh some people saying that um there's an expectation to be circumcised in America that um guys oh, okay. who are uncut are sometimes considered a bit gross but the yeah. um, majority of men in the UK well maybe not the majority but at least a, a very large proportion of men in the UK are uncircumcised mm-hmm. so it's completely typical and normal to encounter mm. and I love it and I prefer it to be honest really yeah because I sort of this is going to get uh, I don't know if this is a bit political but I feel a bit <laughs> like um uh circumcision that's not for medical reasons feels a bit like mutilation to me ah, um yeah. so I kind of feel like you know leave the cock alone it let it <laughs> let it be what it is yeah yeah and embrace that um mm. But so yeah, so any any cut or uncut, uh, um, I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say every um, British dick I've seen online <laughs> is not cut. So, oh really? That's yeah. interesting. Maybe you need to look some more. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I do. I'm not saying that there are people here aren't circumcised because they definitely are, but um, it's it's just very common to not be. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, and and so I remember he- hearing that um, it was an American guy that I think I was talking to on Reddit, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, it was because I'd been on the Rate My Cop subreddit, and so mm-hmm. he was he was saying, oh, 'Oh, I've got you know, I'm I'm uncut. Do you think that's disgusting? You know?' And I and I just felt so sorry for him Aww. because he'd had women um, there say, "Uh, you're gross," and um, I just thought that is sad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was horrible, and he had a gorgeous cop. So, mm. and I told him so. So what, do you have like a size limit as in the lowest? <laughs> I haven't reached it so far. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like, like in terms of how massive it is or how small? No, lowest, oh, yeah, okay. smallest. I was going to say, fucking hell, what would that be like? Because um, I did, <laughs> I did, I did fuck a guy uh, a, a while back. And he was about six and a half inches circumference and about nine long. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was, he was huge. Yeah. So that's Obviously, that's not typical. So, um, but yeah, in terms of like the other end of the spectrum, um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, last week I did meet a guy who um, had a micro penis and he is my, <laughs> he is my third. I don't know when it's officially a micro penis, but I feel like this would have met that criteria and he was my, <laughs> my third. And and the thing is with guys with micro penises or they they they're always really really nice people. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because they haven't been able to cope. They have to be nice. Yeah, they haven't been able to coast through life on their big dick energy. They have to be nice <laughs> to get anywhere. So um yeah, so he was um I, I'm I'm pretty sure that I managed a good poker face when he took his trousers off. I'm pretty sure. I obviously couldn't see my own face, but I don't think I reacted. I just tried to, you know, oh, my like, God. oh yeah, this is completely normal. <laughs> and I valiantly and politely sucked him. Oh. Uh, but he was about an inch. Yeah. Stop. No, yeah. Stop it. No, no, I have had guys about the same. I, I I fucked a guy in my twenties who, when he wasn't when he was flaccid, it just disappeared into his pubes. <laughs> <laughs> he just it was like it wasn't there. 
that's that's oh. he seemed completely uh he had seemed to have no idea um and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna you know change his opinion on that so I just let him you know skip merrily away without with blissful ignorance because I wasn't gonna be the one who told him that he was oh really small but yeah um so yeah unfortunately um that is a no-go because he's in this you know if you've got a cock that size unfortunately you're never going to give me what I need because I just oral is, is is a lot of fun but it's not enough for me I I, I like cock and lots Thank of you. it so yes yeah so if I can't have that I will be very sad <laughs> no it's you know what's so fun is some men will hear this um, the smaller cocks and this is like literal porn for them <laughs> I love it I have to talk to a couple of guys who like that. I find it really difficult to be um to be insulting to somebody about about them in that way because I it just feels like such a hurtful thing to say. Mm. And e- even if they've said to me I really like it, yeah. I I, str- I really struggle because I just don't I can't talk to people like that. I just it feels so even unkind. even just saying it though the way you were just saying is, yeah. is plenty. <laughs> and that's like I actually I'm going to, I have done sexual humiliation episode, but I'm going to do one specifically on, you don't even have to be a stone cold dominatrix, you know? Yeah. Like I would argue even the softer deliveries hurt or not hurt, but sting the best. Have, have the impact. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, if I can, if I, if I can do it without just really, being a horrible person (laughs) no they love it they they really do they love it (laughs) yeah all about consent there yeah of course um yeah so (laughs) i'm sorry i'm still you're in long oh my god yeah yeah actually he hasn't sent me he hasn't texted me or anything and so i don't know if i can't quite understand why because I, he seemed to have a great time so I don't know if um either he he was having a terrible time and he just I just didn't realize or he's you know been like yeah you've caught you, you know you, now you know now you mm. know my, my my horrible truth <laughs> um so <laughs> it's kind of a relief because if he if he had texted me I was gonna have to say I, yeah I'm not I don't I think I'm gonna yeah I think I'm gonna pass that how did that little gherkin spurt out come? Did it did it dribble out of there? Did it well, shoot out? He didn't actually come. Um, he had some sort of health problems that meant it was quite unlikely. So, ah. um, so yeah. So I didn't expect it, and it didn't happen, unfortunately. But um, I have with the other guys that um, I've been with who have um, been really small. The guy that with the disappearing cock. he he did I did actually fuck him I think he was he was maybe three inches hard I would say Um, and um yeah he didn't have any problem at all he just fucked me like a jackrabbit for 30 30 seconds sounds like my ex and then that was the end of that and he was just like smiling happily at me like Ah. like yay that was great (laughs) I'm so glad glad you enjoyed yourself oh my god (laughs) Ah, love it <laughs> so the you had told me before um the episode that you back in the day when 
the 800, well, here in America, I don't know if it's the same over there, but there used to be like commercials for like 900 numbers, yeah, sex yeah. lines, you know, on on TV. You worked for a place like that. Yes, I did. Yeah. It's, a, it's about 19 years ago now, incredibly. Wow. It makes me feel old, which isn't something I would normally say. <laughs> yeah, um, I did briefly work for a phone sex place, which was in um, the Angel in London. And um just kind of on the high street and uh it was like an office um and it had um these the girls all sat in cubicles that were about the size of phone boxes that had Mm. brown carpet on the walls um Mm. I don't know why it was brown but that made it slightly more unpleasant yeah and um (laughs) and I think it was to absorb the sound between the booths and yeah yeah we would um sit with our phones and um guys could call and request um to speak to you specifically if they really liked you and um uh it was um we had these uh things that you have in the post office um these sponges that they keep wet in the in the post office there'd be sponges that they keep wet so that they don't have to lick the stamps over and over they just rub the mm-hmm. stamp against the wet sponge um i don't mm-hmm. think it's a thing anymore because i think everything's got adhesive on it but anyway that's what it used to be and each of the girls had one of those in their booth so they could squelch it down the phone and say that they were wet when they were talking <laughs> to the guy <laughs> so cuz i mean i might have, i'm sure i probably was actually wet because i loved doing it um yeah parts of it anyway and um but because we were all sitting there in what was essentially an office it wasn't really good form to get your snatch out and just start squelching away (laughs) so um so yeah so they gave you these uh and also I think they assumed that all the girls there were just having a shit time and they would have their own lubrication to fall back on so (laughs) yeah I didn't do it for very long I only did it for a few months because it was just pretty grim and um Mm. And so, um, yeah, not for long, but I do, uh, I do, as I say, make my own audio porn now because I feel like it's one of my strengths, but mm. I don't have to sit in a carpeted booth to do it no. in the comfort of my home. <laughs> you know, I have this, um, I knew this girl that, you know, does audios and phone sex now and she's an older woman and mm-hmm. she worked for years for a place like that. And she told me that they would do two calls at once where the guys thought they were just like talking to a woman. She would have two phones on her ear. She even showed, sent me a picture, you know, in the, it had to be in the eighties. Look like it was in the eighties. Her holding two phones. Can you imagine that? What talking to two different men? Yeah. So how did she manage to keep track of the two? No idea. Right. I I don't know how that would be done. I was just like, what? <laughs> I, I feel like surely, you know, what you're delivering as a as an operator there would be a bit substandard because how could you focus <clears throat> properly on each person and what they were saying? Yeah. You say the wrong thing well, to each person, you know. And here's what I'm thinking too. I think that's more for like the Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, oh, just yeah, right. that. Okay, yeah. Well, that yeah, is- that could like go to any go to any sort of call. Yeah, yeah. Well, you might as well make a recording and play the recording down the phone. Exactly. Might yeah. so doesn't require very much effort. But yeah. If it works. But nowadays, I feel like we we have so many kinks and yeah. role plays where that's just 
literally is impossible mm. to do. Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah, that, that tickled get away with that, would you know? Mm-mm. Uh, so you do audio porn now and, um, how, like, why did you get into it? Like what made you want to, you know, pick up a mic and softly and seductively say <laughs> naughty things into a microphone? Um, so I'd, I'd obviously done, I'd done it before. So I had a bit of experience of kind of what it was like. Mm. Um, I had done um, corporate video voiceovers that obviously weren't sexy. Um, but I, I had been in demand for my voice previously. Mm. Um, and I'd written the sex blog. Um, I wrote freelance for another sex site as well. And generally, um, I'm a filthy bitch. <laughs> and so all of those things, all of those kind of skills just go together really nicely into making audio porn. And mm. um, I'm good at just coming up with filth on the fly when I'm talking to people and um, I've got a clear speaking voice. Uh, the Americans are apparently big fans of the English accent. So that was really fun to discover. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so, yeah, so all of those things just kind of combine really nicely. And I think I was, um, I'm often getting men off online just for the fun of it. And uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, um, I thought oh, I'll record this guy a clip uh, of my voice and um, it was met with rapturous reactions. <laughs> um, and so I did it a few more times with some other guys and they all just completely creamed their pants as well. Hmm. So um, I thought, um, I don't know, I thought I'll make this into a side hustle maybe if I can, if I can, you know, make it good enough. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I do get some very glowing testimonials, which is really lovely to hear and um, yeah, gratifying. Mm. Do you know that I, I mean, I, I just did it yesterday. <laughs> I often masturbate and I think about all the dicks coming around the globe. <laughs> Simultaneously, like a fountain. Well, more like all the dicks that I made come. Oh, you know, yeah. That, that heard the filthy shit coming out of my mouth. And yeah. I, I will come to that. It is it is awesome. I do. I particularly love it when people send me a video of them getting themselves off and I can hear my own voice in the back. Yes. And yes. Their, their reactions to my voice as well. It's, it's oh. very gratifying and very sexy. I love to see that. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so what kind, like, how would you describe your, your audio porn? Mostly it's me talking dirty about filthy scenarios. It could be a fantasy that is like it's specifically one of my fantasies that I've wanked over repeatedly, or it could be just a scenario that I think they will like that. Obviously I like it too, but like um, just something that I'm kind of conjuring up into thin air. Uh, sometimes it's recordings of me getting myself off and occasionally it's me being fucked if I can talk somebody into it. Um, yeah, so it's a kind of a combination, but m mostly it's me talking dirty, I would say. Interspersed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So I, I like that you don't uh, lean on the, the scripts. 
No. Yeah, I've had um, sometimes uh, on on Reddit in particular, the Gone Wild audio subreddit, um, people will say, uh, you know, would you would you like to buy one of my scripts or something? (laughs) Um, But I don't. It doesn't. It's just not me. It doesn't feel very authentic. Um, I've I've done the odd thing here and there where I've um, I've tried it and I just feel really fake. I'm not mm. I'm not an actor that's just not my thing really and um it just doesn't feel just doesn't feel genuine and um so but I do often have people saying oh you must be working off a script because how could you this is going to sound really conceited but people will <laughs> say you know that you sound quite eloquent um mm. so surely you're reading from something but I'm not I'm just sometimes I'll write the odd note so that because if I know I want to cover a particular point for example but it'll just be like one or two words on a scrap of paper mm-hmm. and I definitely don't read outlines or anything I'm literally just talking and um this is the kind of filth that comes out of my mouth normally <laughs> so and that's why I, I get myself in trouble in the in the real normal world because yeah. <laughs> I say things that I shouldn't say you know but, yeah. Yeah, it just comes flowing out naturally it's one of my lovely skills that's innate to me <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's great and I think that this is just my opinion and it could be totally off base mm. but I think that people want to hear original content mm. versus um, you know script offers that people are writing they want to hear from a person's brain you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's part of the big appeal of audio porn in general as well, because um, it's much more about engaging your brain as the listener as well um, yeah. than, than, say, watching visual porn, because yeah. you're having to use your brain and imagine these scenarios. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the brain is the biggest um erogenous zone we've got so Mm. if you engage Mm -hmm. it you will have much more powerful orgasms Um, and I think somehow it feels healthier as well because you're using your imagination you're engaging more you're not just um kind of brainlessly tugging away without thinking about anything not I mean that has its appeal sure you know but um I don't know I think it makes it very powerful and i think that's why it's growing in popularity as well as a medium Mm -hmm. I just I don't like it just seems to me a little immature and childish when I hop on Gone Wild Audio and I see things like oh the soccer star got you off (laughs) like you know oh you're gothy girlfriend blah 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 I'm like are we in high school again because this is what all this sounds like and it may just be my age showing right you know if it gets somebody off then good for them you know and I am a bit of a goth myself to be honest so I am happy to um, fit into that particular the the last one you mentioned (laughs) but um but you know what I mean it's more like a it's more like a I don't know I just it it triggers me in the worst way when I so I kind of stay away from like I'll post on there randomly and not look at the titles (laughs) because it just drives me crazy yeah yeah I've seen some some really imaginative stuff on on there as well like Mm. I I, I don't know aliens and stuff that Mm. that that wouldn't have even occurred to me to come up with but I guess that's just not how my brain automatically works yeah 
So one question that I love to ask anyone that comes on this lot next door mm-hmm. after this uh, very long conversation, I love to hear you answer what turns you on. Oh, loads of things. <laughs> um, yeah, so exhibitionism, that's a big one for me. Um, let me see now. Yeah, so, I mean, the sub-dom dynamic. Um, I love to be dominated by somebody who knows what they're doing, but mm. it's really fun flipping that the other way around and being the one in charge. Mm. Feet. I love having my feet worshipped, kissed, licked, massaged, wanked over. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. Uh, what else? I've got a really potent doctor fantasy that I have been getting myself off over for about 20 years now. And even now, it I have to slow down so I don't come too fast. Oh, shit. Which is crazy. I've never had anything else like that where... Um, normally you wear stuff out don't you where yeah it doesn't work anymore after a few goes mm-hmm. but this one yeah just it's the gift that keeps on giving so that's um that's a very well one. here's what i'm hearing too uh if you live over near brighton go buy you a doctor's coat or whatever they call it <laughs> well, i don't actually live in brighton anymore i used to okay. but now oh. i live in i live in manchester now Okay, but by all means, live there. (laughs) Get the coat, get some gloves, maybe a mask, a cap. (laughs) It's got to be. It's got to be authentic though. So, like, if you just buy a coat off eBay, that's not really going to cut it. It's um, it's you want it to be believable. Yeah, it's got to be believable. Yeah, and that the crux of that fantasy is about being taken advantage of by somebody who's in a position of authority that's essentially what it's about so hot yeah and um, are you are you in a gyno chair uh yes exactly yes it applies it applies quite neatly to other things too like going to see the physiotherapist for example Um, Mm. or maybe a yoga teacher as well where someone's Mm. kind of in charge of a thing and they're you know they're telling you what to do and then they take advantage of you and they're sleazy. <laughs> it's mm. the sleaziness as well that I really mm. like. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> just to let you know, because I'm sitting here thinking about it, I have this weird thing with the gyno chair. Mm. It just turns me on. I, <laughs> I, I'm often attracted to medical settings for some reason. Yeah. I th- and um, Oh, sorry. Go at, oh, sorry. Um, at my local bdsm club Mm. they have a gyno chair for people to do scenes with like it's a it looks like a doctor's office Mm. so that's when i'm actually at the doctors i often i don't get horny then because we're talking about i don't know normal stuff medical stuff it's more Mm -hmm. afterwards that, that i kind of turn it into my own twisted yeah thing but yeah that does sound like fun Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are some of my top things, I would say, um, uh, with a bit of voyeurism thrown in and spanking and shibari rope. Mm. All of lots of, you know, lots of delightful things, really. Have you ever been properly spanked? How do we know when it's proper? Mm. When it feels like the best thing ever. <laughs> happened to you (laughs) yes I definitely had that I don't want to be bruised 
I don't want it to be so vicious that I get really bruised from it. But um, mm. yeah, definitely. I think there's quite an art to it. And if you kind of there combine is. it yeah. with a bit of fingering um, oh, as well, yeah. it can be pretty amazing. Do you know, because it's probably a little shocking because I, for some <laughs> that I am, I have like these masochist tendencies inside of me mm. and I have, I have had a man make me come from spanking. It was very else. Yeah. Wow. Mm. There was like, it was very long, a long scene Mm. um, that we did. But yeah, I remember my friend was in the room as well. And she's like, you were, you were visibly dripping. (laughs) He was just that good at it. (laughs) It was wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a true art. Yes. I think as well, it doesn't have to just be your ass. It can be your clit or your pussy as well, which feels oh, amazing. Girl. Mm. <laughs> yeah, love those. <laughs> <laughs> and the fa- I love a good face slap too. Oh, I don't know if I'm keen on that. Mm. Less, I, I less thought you were going to say that. Yeah. What about your tits? Yeah, I don't mind that. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know. There's something mm-hmm. that feels a bit uh, humiliating about the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not up for that. I don't want to be humiliated, really. Yeah, that is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so where can people that are listening find you? And keep in mind, I'm going to put Miss Jill's uh, link tree in the episode summary, if you would like to refer to that. Uh, but where can they find you online? Yes, do, because um, it would probably be quite hard otherwise. But, um, yeah, so my main um, audio porn stuff comes out on Fan View once a week. And then you get clips of it um, on Shareson and Mastodon and occasional things on Reddit as well. Um, and I've also recently opened an account on Nightflirt, so I'm on there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exciting well jill it has been a true pleasure i am just um in awe of you and really lovely talking to you thank you so much yes um and please guys go check her out because check me oh my oh my god i feel like we really didn't tap into true core you know that that brazen slut inside of it who wouldn't want to hear that (laughs) feel free to hit me up for another time if you like i'd be delighted to fill you in (laughs) (laughs) oh okay (laughs) thank you for listening to the slut next door if you are enjoying my podcast i encourage you to rate my podcast or review it on whatever platform you use That would be so much appreciated and it really helps the podcast out. If you want to follow or support me, check out my links in the episode description. Until next time. Bye.